Amazing. It's absolutely amazing. But under the right circumstances, a producer could make more money with a flop than he could with a hit. Hmm. Yes, it's quite possible. Welcome to the NFC East Show, the only show keeping the NFC East honest. Williams, how you doing, my man? Doing good. Got nothing in the world but time. <laughs> this will be a, a very relaxed episode. It might go two hours, I think. Um, <laughs> let's get into it. Uh, let's talk about the Eagles first. Eagles Chargers uh, came down to the wire. More, uh, more run dominated offensive game planning. You can see that uh, Sirianni is starting to settle into a bit of an identity with this team, an identity that is putting up points, but ultimately falling just short of a W this week against the Chargers, 27 to 24. Um, I'm curious, like, you know, it, it feels like this run first identity is what this Eagles team does best. But I think there's an interesting debate going on in Philly right now is Jalen Hurts to blame for these losses? And it's an interesting debate because I think it cuts two different ways. Because I think he's playing well. So at face value, he's not to blame. It's not like he's making mistakes that are costing them games. But I think there's an interesting counterpoint here to where is this run first Eagles offensive game plan a byproduct of Jalen Hurts' limitations as a quarterback? And if so, is this a long-term option at quarterback? Because you can make the argument, hey, if he swapped quarterbacks in this game and Justin Herbert was playing with the Eagles, the Eagles probably win this game. Yeah, but Justin Herbert's really good. That's what I'm saying. But don't don't the Eagles deserve a good quarterback? Like no. what? <laughs> no. No, they don't. <laughs> All right, this conversation's over. Yeah. I <laughs> we mean, can move you on. Know, I, I just feel like I don't I don't think I don't think Hertz is like a problem in that way, you know. Um so I I mean I don't think he's a solution in any way. Well, that's what it is. I, that's my question. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't. I mean, to me, the issue with this one is like the defense. Are oh, you gonna make it Eagles. about the defense, aren't you? The, Herbert went thirty-two for thirty-eight. <laughs> like, like every single quarterback that plays the Eagles has like an eighty-five percent completion percentage. Everyone's like, man, what if Jalen Hurts could, you know, hit a go route? Like, yeah, that would be cool. But I think there's <laughs> other things to talk about here. It's always him all the time. Like, set him aside. He's actually a pretty consistent variable in my opinion for better or for worse he's kind of just like lackluster and whatever but you know what you're going to get out of him he's not going to elevate the team but like you know it, Man, I, I hate games like this for this reason because everyone wants like a simple narrative as to like why the eagles lost right and it's really a ton of things at once i agree with you yeah the defense sucks and we make every quarterback we play look like Steve Young. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> At least as far as I can tell, it doesn't get talked about enough. Maybe I'm just not people are talking about the coordinator a lot, but like not any further than that. At least yeah, I don't online. even I don't even know like it's hard for even to say it's, you know, Jonathan Gannon's fault necessarily. Like, is it 
Like he could yeah, just the really same way so. we were getting on Sirianni earlier in the year for not game planning to his offense's strengths and trying to like make them do something that he philosophically ideally wants to do on his like best possible version of the Eagles, but is now limited by the roster he has. Right. I think the Eagles defense is similarly limited as the Eagles offense right now. And it's still kind of a holdover from the Jim Schwartz philosophy and still like a pretty bad version of the Jim Schwartz philosophy. So it's like, it's clear Gannon wants to do a bunch of like innovative disguisey like zone coverage stuff. And it's like, that's just not what this defense does. Well, this defense does well is like pinning its ears, sending for their best players at the quarterback, every play and just like manning up and hoping for the best. Like, <laughs> <I guess>. yeah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just praying, just praying yeah. that something freakish happens. Yeah, exactly. For sure. And, you know, it's like, and, you know, I think people who criticize Gannon for not doing that every play are correct, but I'm also left with like, all right, then like I can be defensive coordinator. Like I can tell the defense to do what they can do every game. Like there's a bit of like, all right, maybe the, maybe the putty he was given fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know <laughs> yes so like, so but i'm trying to make the same case about Jalen hurts on the other side like i like i think that's fair you know it's a fair case to make at this point like, yeah and it's not like you know I, you know i think similarly the defense isn't like the defense is they're professional athletes on the other side of the ball on defense <laughs> on the Eagles. How generous. <laughs> I think I think there's talent in fits and spurts on the other side of the ball. Just like Hertz is good at certain aspects of playing quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. But like there's no difference makers. There's no blue chip guys. Yeah. There's no you know, and even the ones that were blue chip guys early in their career are old and losing steam. It's like yeah. it just is what it Tick. is. To kind of flip the Hurts question around the other way, like if you had a gun to my head and you said, you need to make the Eagles make the playoffs next year, I'm not keeping Jalen Hurts. as like I'm just going to like desperately try to find something else that will work to get me there because I don't think Hurts is that guy. But I don't yeah. think Hurts is like the reason why they're three and six exactly. He's maybe a contributor. He's like the perfect quarterback for a three and six football team. But yeah. like I don't, you know, <laughs> like – yeah, but I get what you're saying. Whereas, like, I don't know. Like, I even think, like, if you put Jalen Hurts on this year's New England Patriots, they're probably close to 500 or slightly above 500. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I agree. There's things right. he can do. Yeah, but it's uh, he's not the future. I think we've seen pretty definitively at this point. I think that's I what think I, that's I think that's what's really just grinding me is just all the fans makes it hard just arguing about whether Jalen Hurts oh. is the guy, and I'm like. <sighs> He's just not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, there's nothing. I don't know, man. Like, I get it. I get. I. I'm not like bench him now. I think that of all the quarterbacks on the roster, I was obviously concerned about his accuracy. Just if he's gonna make the offense bad, I'm now concerned that if we're just gonna run the ball all the time, receivers won't even get opportunities to like catch yeah. footballs and like develop over the course <laughs> of the year you know uh but i mean hey like i think he deserves the majority if not the entire season to try and add facets to his game and prove his worth because you know that helps the eagles in two ways right even if the eagles know internally 
they're, he's not the guy. The better he looks, the easier he is to move. And I think he's only, he's done nothing but improve this year. So there's no reason to stop, you know. But in terms of what like I expect from a winning team quarterback, he's yet to show it in his now close to 10 games starting for this team. And it's like, at what point are you just like, the sample size is big enough. We know who this guy is. I feel like that time is coming soon, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, Eagles play the Broncos next. Interesting. Broncos, another team coming off of a back-to-back NFC East special. Yeah. It's uh, kind of Beating hard the to... Cowboys last week, which we'll talk about in two seconds. So hard mm. to... Hard for me to confidently pick the Eagles going into this week, <laughs> given that it feel, outcome. <laughs> it feels like the Broncos are like a better version of the Eagles in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah, I think that's a just really like a, fair Just like a notch thing. better. Yeah. So. They run, the, they run the ball well. Teddy Bridgewater is a slightly better passer than Jalen Hurts is. Yeah. They, they, play, they definitely play better defense than the Eagles do, even without Hollywood Von Miller. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> How are the this is a separate like the whole Rams thing? This is, might be even like your take of the week. I don't know if it's Rams oriented, but it should be now that you're a McVay boy. Um, <laughs> uh, how, where is this cap space coming from? I, I the NFL cap is bullshit, it's just nonsense, fantasy land, and I don't buy it anyway. Like you just you get like, whoever okay, you want. Like Odo if you Beckham just like Junior, then Von Miller and all this other stuff, like they're yeah, like Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Matt Stafford. Am I going crazy? Like what? Who? I, it just doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me at all. I well haven't teams like this get like they get discounts from players uh, right. when there's like ring potential McVeigh Juju meme, you know, all that kind of stuff, yeah. right? Like I obviously have not, I don't subscribe to like the Rams salary cap RSS feed enough to know when new stuff comes in, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> how the cap Fair. is affected. Uh, but I have to imagine something's going on like that, right? Yeah. They must, they must, they must pay it a ton in like upfront bonuses. And then like the cap number is something. That is, that is what they do. Yeah. yeah. You're right. And the only reason my players agree to it is because they're playing for McVeigh. I guess our favorite. And they're playing in LA. It's some it's some LA bias yeah, stuff sure. too, I imagine. You know? Warm weather. Yeah. Who doesn't like being stuck in traffic? It's a grift, man, though. <laughs> <laughs> it is they don't they is. don't they don't know they'll never win a ring. That's something we only know. <laughs> too soft. <laughs> is poor SOBs over there. <laughs> uh, I I got to pick the Broncos in this game. I'm going to say another yeah. close one, another similar game. I'm going to say like 21 to 17 where it's like, yeah, last second that, field goal or something like that is the difference maker, but I'm picking Broncos. Yeah, I think it's going to be close. It's in mile high. I think I'm going to go 30, 30 to 28 Broncos win on a field goal. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be interesting to see if the Eagles can run on the Broncos any better than the Cowboys could. Right. Um, Because now, I mean, I think the Eagles are probably the second best running attack in the NFC East right now behind the Cowboys. 
Um, uh, it's going to be an interesting litmus test, like one week after another. I'm curious. But now that we're already talking Cowboys Broncos, yeah. let's get into Cowboys Broncos. Um, yeah. Really, I mean, the story for this game for me is like the, the Dallas offense took the entire day off. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what, yeah. what, why, how that happened. This- is it like Dak not being. 100% is it was it is the Broncos D just like sneakily better than what this to me feels this to me felt like a game script problem yeah where Dallas fell behind super early and just could never like climb their way back into it and so it's the opposite of what they want to do which is like establish the run and like just kind of like control the clock and let Dak make the easy throws you know all their like really kind of their mo since like the Demarco Murray days, mm-hmm. you know, just or <laughs> like the Julius Jones Marion Barber the third day, like for a million years has been very straightforward, and this one just kind of slipped out of their hands. It's one of the reasons why I would be concerned about their like playoff aspirations. Is like mm-hmm. if you fall behind early, do you have the personnel to mount a comeback? And I'm not totally sure they do like to put up points really quickly. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I don't know. I think Dak's injury probably had something to do with it. The defense uh, didn't quite look like themselves. I mean, it's different when, you know, you you don't force any turnovers also. So uh, weird weird game for Dallas. I don't want to take too much away from it from from a theoretical standpoint. A good one for them to lose. Good paper tiger I was going to say, is this their get wrong game? Is this their... It it is, it is a, it's definitely closer to that. If they won this one, I think it's like DEFCON won, like (laughs) we're panicking. Um, We need to get this team a loss. If they... they, (laughs) Like find me a loss somewhere in the couch cushions. But now I think, I think you feel good because now it's like, okay, now it wakes you up. Oh, wait, it didn't work when we fell behind super early. Like, is there any way that we can, like, get more aggressive in late yeah. game situation? You know, it's it's helpful for them, I think, ultimately. Yeah, I think that's fair. I feel like we'll see how they respond. I'm a little bit concerned, really, about, like, Dak coming yeah. back. Because a lot of the, like, he was laboring to get those throws a bit downfield you could kind of sense um and he's never been we've we've talked with this in the past he's never been that good of a downfield passer mm-hmm. to begin with a lot of it it didn't have a lot of zip his ball didn't have a lot of zip and I, I feel like it's you know coming back from an injury i think he's still trying to find his footing again physically just like throwing platform and everything like that and i mean they have the running game to help him but to your point, if they fail to establish that, like we now kind of know that Dallas isn't a team that's going to like throw their way out of a hole. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah. they need to start ahead and just progressively keep the the foot on the neck of the team. You know, it's not like watching the Chiefs or the Packers, where even if they fall down seven fourteen nothing, there's still like a lingering sense that just oh, Mahomes yeah. or Rogers could throw their arm off and get the team back into it, you know, for you completely agree. Uh, they play the Falcons next and the Falcons have been a sneakily, (laughs) 
weirdly good Come team on. since he blew them out in week one. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Corderell Patterson, can we talk about him for two seconds? Where where did this like if consistent you, uh, offensive threat come from? <laughs> I don't know. If you ask me, I think I might have mentioned this like back in like week three or something. If you asked me like how old Corderell Patterson was, I would have been like 39. Like, I don't know. <laughs> he retired in 2012. <laughs> Somehow my timeline for him is like completely <laughs> off. I thought I was drafting him in fantasy leagues in like 2005. Um, yeah. Clearly not the case. The dude is rejuvenated at his real position apparently. So I, I saw a quote from him that I thought was really cool, but also was kind of like, I don't know whether that works, really. He was asked about his ability to play both wide receiver and running back, and he said something like, if my mama could work two jobs to get me here, I could fight and play two positions. Right. And I was like, I don't I don't no. think that's the same thing. It's not like the snap, right? The snap counts don't multiply in that way. I, I really I like, I like the muscle. spirit behind it. I like, I like yeah. it a lot. It's just... I was yeah. It just doesn't make any damn sense. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy he thinks about his mom when he's playing. That makes me happy. In whatever <laughs> way he should. rationalizes it. Like Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's hard for me to like predict this game. Part of me wants to say that the Cowboys if they do play their game the way they want to play their game are unequivocally better than the Falcons even if the Falcons play well. But yeah. the Falcons, I, I would also say, are probably better than the Broncos when the Falcons play at their best. I get, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm not a believer in the Falcons still, I gotta be honest. Well, you're not a I believer don't... in the Broncos either. We both picked the Cowboys last week. It's true. <laughs> but but if you look, okay, okay, okay. The Falcons have four wins this year. Mm-hmm. You're ready for them. They beat the Giants by three. We know that mm-hmm. game. Not good for the Giants. They beat the Jets by a touchdown. It's the Jets. Mm-hmm. They beat the Dolphins by two. And then they beat the Saints, who are laboring a lot, also by mm-hmm. two. It's not like – it might be in many ways like the easiest schedule in the NFL. You know, They lost to the Panthers when the Panthers were sliding. They lost to Washington like – I just they haven't played it's not college football I get that but they have not played anybody really so I'm taking I like Dallas this. I'll take Dallas too you know what I think this is probably gonna be a get right game yeah Dallas. I agree it's a perfect it's all going according to plan now that they <laughs> lost to Denver probably two scores. really probably yeah, like 31 17 yeah like a controlled blowout yeah, yeah. I agree controlled I'm, I'll, I'll say yeah, I'll say uh, 28 to 13. All right. Uh, the New York football giants, baby. Let's do it. Let's get into your favorite topic. The a win. A good I win. I love when they win. I love when they win. <laughs> it, I guess kinda, it was good. It kind of was, was the same team, though. Just Yeah. <laughs> like, they just won this time. They just won this time. <laughs> it was really I, weird. <laughs> I mean, I feel like... You know, when I was watching this game, the, the thing that stuck out, it's something we've been saying for the past couple of weeks, is the defense for me is what made the difference in this game. It's not like the Raiders weren't able to put to dr- put drives together and 
put themselves in position to score. But uh, I think the Giants had something like three or four like key red zone stops. Like I, yeah. you know, and some of them being like takeaways in the end zone as well. Just literally erasing would be yeah. field goals and touchdowns off the board to keep their offense in it. Um, you know, it begs the question. I, 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 I thought of this when I was watching it. Are the Giants this year's Washington football team where their their offense just consistently has only like uh, two to three drives a game where they score, so they're they're good for twenty points every week. It's just a matter of whether the defense can can force a win out or not. It's really sad. Uh, <laughs> I do think there's a lot. I do have a rebuttal. Yeah, because I I think that's a good comparison. I think the Giants are this year's last year's New York Giants team. <laughs> uh, which is like a slight variation in flavor from the Washington 2020 team. Yeah. But still a similar archetype for sure. Yeah. Well, like I think slowly I think Giants, putting together. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was going to say was we were comparing the Giants in Washington together last year, which is Washington was clearly better at that formula. I think yeah. the Giants have perfected the formula this year and Washington's falling <laughs> off the wagon. I think that's what I'm saying. I think the Giants are like a slightly better version of both of those last year's teams, but that's still like worse than 17 to 20 other teams in the league. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. and I like, like, I don't know. Like I, I th- I'm seeing more out of the Giants this year than I saw last year out of the Giants or really Washington. But it's still yeah. like not good. <laughs> no, no, it's yeah. I th- I think you know credit to Patrick Graham for putting it together, but uh, eh, I don't. I mean, it's you always got to like a win. You're happy when they win, but <laughs> looks like you're like talking yourself into being happy about it. No, I like to, at, in the moment. Happy about it. You have in, to like it <laughs> in the moment. Having a great time. <laughs> Big picture, like trying to take away any like larger, you know, learnings is is impossible. But um, yeah, I mean, I think your comparison, they're definitely in in the ballpark. If there were Venn diagrams of like types of teams, they're definitely in the same cluster mm. as the 2020 Washington crew. But uh, I don't know. I hope I hope they can keep Patrick Graham really is kind of where my head's at. I think he's just really good. He keeps making these, frankly, kind of random players step up every week. How do so. you feel about Joe Judge? This is this is a conversation. I don't know. I, yeah? I don't know. Well, here, uh, how do you feel about Jalen Hurts? And then just put that sound bite over. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. I'm just kind of like – I. It's it's one of those things. I think this is what how Jets fans feel. It's hard for me to know for sure. Where like the malaise around the organization is so strong, mm-hmm. you know, that you're just kind of like, whatever. Yeah, you know, like I don't yeah. know if it's his fault or not. I don't know if it's anyone's fault. It's just how things keep happening, and I think it's out of any one person's control. You know, yeah. uh, watching it from I, afar, I feel like he says some stupid stuff. Yeah, I feel you like know. though it's like he's basically like like a Madden creator coach. Like, I don't think he adds a lot, but I also don't think <laughs> he, he like kind of looks that way too. Yeah. But I don't think he like hurts either. No. You know what yeah. I mean? I think, I think the worst coach on that staff is Jason Garrett. Yes. Um, definitely. If I think, I don't know why 
this would ever be the organizational structure, but if for some reason they hired like a shot, like literally hired Sean McVay under Joe Judge, <laughs> I think the yeah. Giants would look great, you know? Right. Um, but like at that point, like why do you have Joe Judge just sort of there? That's kind of a good question <laughs> in like the modern you know? NFL. It's like, should, what what does your head coach do if he's not your offensive or defensive coordinator, but with more authority, you yeah. know? Um, yeah, I I think the one thing that's been a positive is like the team both years that he's been in charge, the team gets better every week. Yeah, which is the opposite of the Shermer years or the McAdoo years where the team yeah. like pretty clearly declined. So, I, like, I there's think, something I think there. there's one thing with Judge is like the teams I never seen the the Giants like check out and they seem to play hard every game. Yeah, like yeah, I feel like. But they're playing hard with like lack of creativity, lack of talent, yeah, and just, just general a, the, ineptitude and malaise. You know, right? There, you can you can both play hard and be like afraid to win, kind of, yeah, yeah. or like afraid to be aggressive enough to like really swing for that. And they're in that latter camp where like they just don't take the gambles that a bad personnel team needs in order to win yeah. consistently. You know. Yeah. So it kind of just filters out to what you get, which is a three and six team that has its moments, and they do look better as the year goes on. They've had a lot of injuries, you know. There's things to, definitely things to like, but um, I don't think Judge will be gone at the end of the year unless the wheels really fall off. But I do think Gettleman will be, if I had to guess, just because it's so apparent that yeah. the personnel is bad. Yeah, I just wonder openly, like whether it's like whether they just clean house or whether they. Right, judge, right. Judge has done enough. I, I, you know, it's hard. Like, I don't think he's it a is. maker enough to like be like, oh, we gotta keep Joe Judge around, even if he's right. done a good job. Right, like if there if there is like a innovative offensive or defensive mind out there in the market that is currently a coordinator that is looking for a promotion this off season, yep. you know, like, are you really keeping Joe Judge? as head coach when you can give another guy a promotion if you're already swapping out the GM, you know? Yep. Yep. For sure. Uh, well, luckily you're saved from having to watch the giants next week. They're on a buy. That's <laughs> cool, man. I mean, hopefully, you know, at this point I'm just cheering to be wrong about my early cross off Cowboys wheels fall off. The giants look great. Suddenly we're back in it. The wild card is nonsense by the way, but we'll get to that. This whole yeah, I kind of I kind of forgot that I uh, did too. Yeah, it's like I feel everyone. Like some makes of our cross-offs are really premature. <laughs> in, light of, in, light in light of the of, new, in light of forgetting how the new wild card system works, because like yeah. I'm out here being like, oh, there's like a legit chance the Eagles are like the seven seed wild card nonsense. team, and they're they're gonna get stomped. It's basically like week 19 of the regular season. Like whoever's right. that team is gonna get stomped. It's not. It's Why do good. it? I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm really annoyed by that. Speaking of speaking of bad teams getting stomped in the wild card round, uh, yeah. Washington is coming off their bye, and they get their revenge game <laughs> against the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, yeah. We checked in with the psyche of Washington last week. How much of a mental health victory would it be for them for for the legend of Heineke to grow? Oh, getting, it, getting the Heineke posts would be out of control, <laughs> out of control. That in that in conjunction with like that slim 
wild card chance that all the three and six teams in the NFC yeah. East are, or the NFC are currently talking themselves into. Um, for that reason, I think I'm going to say Washington wins this. No think, way. <laughs> I think the vibes like, are too no strong. no way this happens. <laughs> watch it happen. Just watch. That would be, it's going to happen. That would be so – oh, my God. I There would be so many, like, Heineke, like, Brady Slayer teams and stuff like that, even though he's split 500 with Brady so far. It's not like right. he's getting his, like, first win against Brady and, like, his second right. or third career win overall. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still going to get memed like he's, like – the Eli Manning yeah. or Nick Foles of the Washington football team. It's <laughs> correct. That's why, that's why it's going to happen. It's okay. That that's one possibility. The other possibility is that they lose again, but Heineke looks like, okay. And he still gets mean. Just like the Brady Slayer. <laughs> yeah. like, he like he's not the reason like right. Heineke showed up. It's just that damn defense. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Oh my God. Jeez, yeah, but man. I'm 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 gonna say I'm gonna give it to them. They're at home. This this is this is perfect for them. Home field doesn't matter for Washington. No, it doesn't. It might even be worse to be at home. Week one featured like actual sewage being dumped on <laughs> <laughs> on them in their own house. Oh, what man. a pipe burst! Like I don't <laughs> I don't think home field advantage exists for Washington. I'm picking Tampa Bay. There's just like no chance. All right. We'll see. too strong in the other direction. I'm picking Tampa Bay like 28 to 14. <laughs> okay. I'm taking Washington 21 to 20. Oh, Real wow. close. Dutiful. It's dutiful indeed. They find their dutiful roots. All right. Take around the league. You got one? I was torn here between a really stupid one and a more thoughtful one, uh, both of which are ultimately stupid. You just he just provided the summary of what the right. segment. Is. Yeah, just like play that as like the intro to every single. Yeah. Um, yeah, wide receivers is a bad name, and they should be called wide recipients. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that exactly the way it's. Like, that's all. Like, that's that's it. That's our that needs to be left for the interpretation by the audience. I can't. Yeah, I don't have anything. Know. There's nothing. There's no reason. Wide recipients. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. my that's what I got. Mine is is stop posting videos of children playing football on social media. It's not. <laughs> It's not as cute as you think it is. Like the past, like the past three weeks I've seen on like Instagram and everything, like like six year olds, like stiff arming and like trucking each other, playing peewee football, being like, look at the little man go like all that kind of stuff. (laughs) And it's like, I don't know. Like maybe if I see that once every six months, I'm like, ah, that's cool. Right. But I feel like once you've seen one kid, (laughs) fucking <laughs> just like yeah, nerf, right. nerf, a, nerf a much smaller kid in the ground like, right. Right. this is just bullying it's just bullying 
Like obviously, like a like the physical development of six year olds, their variance is enormous. Yeah, like it doesn't. It's not really credible. It doesn't speak to your child's like. Here's here's how I put it like this. All right, like when I was playing football at that age, and also like when I've watched my cousins play football at that age, you see that like once a year, where it's like one like physical freak, yeah, third grader who's like maybe I don't know, like. My best tall. friend, my best friend was that guy. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, like the one like four foot tall third grader while everyone else is like still around like two, three foot two, three. I do three right? <laughs> like you I, see that once a year. Let me be clear. I don't think <laughs> I don't think most third graders are like two foot eight. That's very small. <laughs> I don't know what children are, man. I know. Uh, no, but, but we like, all get the point. My, my point is, you see, in real life, if you actually like ha- have a loved one playing a sport, you see that once a year. Mm-hmm. Anything more than that, as like I don't know these children at all. It's as if <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> what? I subscribe to the social media account just to see strange children beat each other up which isn't like <laughs> what i want that's the content i want that's right. not my identity i don't want that on my feed i'll give i'll give accounts like one a year like the like <laughs> the andy reed high school yeah. basket right. kick video that is like we get it once a year and it's great i don't need to see it every time right and i yeah. think that house of highlights the check down all those highlight peddling instagram and twitter accounts need to adhere by the same rule i like it high school you can start in high school but high school is when it's like okay these these are actually right competitors competitors like young adults who are like playing a semblance of what we watch professionals (laughs) do every (laughs) everything else is like just a horde of children swarming around an oblong ball and you know seeing one like it's just fucking nerf <laughs> everyone else it's endearing once but i don't need it every week i hear that yeah i'm not uh i'm fully for it honestly if we just yeah that's that should go f- for a lot of things honestly i don't really need to see anything on social media that's not adults being stupid you know <laughs> that's it should be outlawed for everything else. We'll have to run for office. This is the social media regulation that really needs to be talked about. I don't like all this yeah. fake news, foreign and misinformation, like, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Like the Russians can try to tell me whatever they want. I don't want to see yeah. small children stiff arming each other more than right. once a year. <laughs> yeah. And then the second, the second plank is the wide recipients. Don't forget that. Yes. That's big. <laughs> That's the hill we'll die on. I'm now referring to them as wide recipients for the rest of this show. I can't. <laughs> what would what would one be? A wide recipient, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That a recipient is like when when you receive so like if I receive an email or I like oh I need yeah. to forward this to other recipients, it is the word you would use. You know, receiver is also a word, but it usually refers to like some sort of electronic or mechanical device you know not often to like a human being would you think then the distinction linguistically and this is just me spitballing is like a receiver is someone or an entity let's say 
that it's just like constantly open to receiving. Right. Right. Like that is the, that is, like is the, the reason intended, of existence. Yeah. The, like the singular intended, re- intended recipient of a thing. Yeah. Right? Grammatically. Yeah. You make sense, but I am sticking by my guns here. Well, no, but even that makes sense. Right. It's like, if I, I guess technically as they're aligned, they could be a receiver because they don't know the ball's coming to them. But once the ball right. leaves the quarterback's hand, they're not then they become the one that actually, hand. that actually is the, the real, <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, that makes perfect sense for too right. long. We have like a Schrodinger's honored. situation <laughs> for too long. We have not honored the transition from receiver to recipient that most players go through on a down-by-down basis. Right. <laughs> right. Like Plexico Burris, the recipient of that, that works. Yes. That works. Because <laughs> he's not a receiver. At, right. He, rece- he, he received it. He is the recipient. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's probably some good grammatical reason why that's not the case. But also equally, actually, probably not because somebody made up this term in 1944 while, like, you know, fighting a war somewhere. So I think, you know, not a lot of, not a lot of positions in football make sense. None of, I mean, almost none of them. Kicker is the one that makes sense. Really. <laughs> I don't I think know running if, back is probably, but what is a yeah, back? One, yeah. Right. Like exactly. Yeah. Linemen, linemen make sense. Offensive and defensive linemen. More or less. Tackle makes is, no sense. Uh, Tackle guard. <laughs> right. Why? Yeah. It's it's really quarterback, cornerback, safety, safety. Maybe you could argue. Yeah. Tight 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 end is tight end and wide receiver are like completely incomprehensible. I no never understood why tackle was like an inside position on defense, but the outside position on offense. This is uh, too much for me, I think. But all right, it's true. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Send us <laughs> feedback on at Hennessy Least Mailbag at gmail.com. Uh, until next week, man. All right. Have a good one, buddy. See ya. The is under the bed.